What's up, guys? Welcome to Enjoy the Sass. My name's Faith, and I'm the host of this podcast, and I'm so excited to have you here with me today. If you're new here, this is a podcast where we talk about all things, and we like to throw in a little sass along the way. So I hope you're down for the journey. Be sure that you're subscribed everywhere that you listen to podcasts so that you don't miss anything. And check out my website, enjoythesass.com, where you can also listen to the podcast or check out our merch. That's right. We've got official Enjoy the Sass merch. And if I do say so myself, it's pretty awesome. So go check that out on the website. You can even send me an email, host at enjoythesass.com, or my phone number's there too. So you can shoot me a text. I'd love to hear from you. Also, follow me on Instagram, Enjoy the Sass. That's pretty easy. You can find me and keep up to date with everything going on in my life, on the podcast, and probably get too much curly hair and coffee content than you are looking for. But I have a lot of fun over there. I also share some of my poetry sometimes, so you don't want to miss that. Go check out my Instagram at Enjoy the Sass. Check out the website to stay up to date with everything going on on the podcast. We've got some exciting stuff coming as we head into birthday month next month and on into the end of season four. I'm very excited for what's to come. So be sure that you're subscribed, follow me on Instagram, and check out the website so that you don't miss a single thing going on with Enjoy the Sass. All right, you guys, I'm really excited for today's episode. I have another one of my awesome internet friends on the podcast. Her name is Brooke. She's also a podcaster. She is a business owner and recently made a big move in her life. And I'm really excited to chat with her. Um, We've never actually had a conversation other than over Instagram DMs and voice memos. So I'm really excited to have her on the podcast to talk about all things business and creative and just have a really awesome conversation. So grab some coffee or some tea or whatever you're sipping on and enjoy my conversation with Brooke. All right, guys, I'm so excited for my guest today. She is my friend, Brooke. Um, I think I can say friend. I feel like at a certain point in an internet friendship, you're just friends officially. So (laughs) we're friends. My friend, Brooke. Hi, Brooke. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. And yes, I agree. After at a certain point in an online relationship, it's just eventually your friends. Like if the conversation continues, that it passes in my opinion. (laughs) I agree. I agree. I love it. Well, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for being here. Um, why don't you just go ahead and tell everyone who yeah, Brooke is? So, hello. Um, uh, my name is Brooke. I'm a mindful branding and web designer. So that is what I do. My business is Reverie Inspired Co. Um, I am based in Dallas, but newly moved here like, like a month and a half ago, um, from New yeah. York City, though I'm originally from Louisiana to give you like my full background. Yes. So I'm a branding and web designer, but I'm extremely multi-passionate. I absolutely love makeup. That's probably like my first creative love, or it's definitely my first creative love. It's kind of where my creativity sparked from like a really, really young age. Through that, I moved to New York City after college to go after being a makeup artist. And while there, started to dabble with branding and web design on the side because I had taken a class in college that I realized that I had liked it in. Um, And basically the rest is history. Like I kept trying to do the corporate jobs that you're quote unquote supposed to do because that is the normal thing to do after you graduate. Hated all of them or loved them for a little while, then hated all of them. And then realized I was the common denominator and all of them and not in a negative way. Like I had bad situations at each of them. Sure. But like at the end of the day, I was always the one that was unhappy. So I was like, you need to just face it and do something about it. So 2020 
I feel like that was a year for everyone, obviously. Um, for me, like it was the year that kind of was like the straw of the camel's back, if you will, for my corporate job. And yeah. it just finally gave me like the strength, I guess I needed to quit my corporate job and go full time in my business. That's so cool. I feel like I was in maybe a clubhouse room with you like your last week at your corporate job. Maybe. Maybe, which sounds crazy. That was like a year and a half ago now. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I feel like it was you because I was like, oh, wow. She's like leaving her job in New York. Like, I remember it was like you were in New York and I was like, oh my gosh, she's in New York. She's leaving her job to like do her own thing. How cool is that? And now look at you. You're like, you're Thank crushing you. it. Thank you. No, it, I think it probably was Clubhouse because uh, I was still on it. I yeah. don't go on it as much anymore. Is it still? I'm, I don't think I've been on Clubhouse Months. in like nine yeah, months. Same. Like, is, does anyone still use Clubhouse? It's a question for anyone listening. Because I, <laughs> I really I loved know. it. And if it's still popping, I'll go back. Yeah, it was super fun. I know. I could go back on there now. Right. My life got a little crazy. So I just was like, I can't do yeah. this. But I might. Might pop Might back be worth in. looking at. I liked the fun yeah, rooms. Yeah, no, same. <laughs> I liked yeah. the fun rooms. But yeah. around that time, um, I was, I was, I definitely did a, a clubhouse room the week that I quit. Yeah. Um. So talk about like that last week of leaving your corporate job, knowing okay, the next like business day is when I'm going to be doing my own oh, yeah, thing. I can tell you the whole... What was that okay, like? I'll back up a little bit for you, actually, and tell you about the day yeah. I quit, because that one was even more exciting, Oh, I think. yes. Um, so yes. I was... Okay, I took my business, like, seriously, I would say. So I was doing it on the side while living in New York, while also, like, dabbling in the idea of, do I want to do makeup full-time? Do I want to do web design and branding full-time? Like, I'm very multi-passionate, and I've kind of learned about yeah. myself even more over the year that, like... I, like of entrepreneurship that I'm going to go after all of them one day for sure. But like it, it was a constantly a back and forth. And so I think I really dove in and took my business series serious um, for branding and web design in, I would say January of 2020. Like I really started getting serious mm-hmm. about posting and just learning more. I'm trying to wait, actually, are those dates right? It might be January of 2021. January of 2021. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. That's when I started getting really serious about it and posting and all the things. And it got to the point in April where I had some clients, but not enough to necessarily replace my corporate salary quite yet. But I kept, I kept seeing, I was seeing it fall into place. I was like, okay, because if I have, if I could get three more clients, then I would be in a comfortable place to where I have enough like paychecks, quote unquote, coming in in the future, because my clients typically split things into payment plans since websites are a larger investment. Mm-hmm. I was like, if I can get three more clients, then I think I can quit my job. I think it'll be stable enough because I finally had the moment of like, you know what? Like I am married, so I am very lucky to be in a dual income household and I'm like grateful for that, but we also don't have any kids. So I was like, if there's ever a time to take a risk and just like try it, it's right now. I had figured out, I just needed three more clients essentially. There was basically one day at work where I had, it was actually one of my best friends in the world, Veronica Hohenbeck, like shout out if you're listening to this. Her business is called Suka Seat. She called me and I was having an awful day at work that day. I was at my corporate job, which I won't mention the name of that place here. I just wasn't treated the best um, as many people weren't during the pandemic. I'll say I was grateful to stay employed throughout the entire pandemic, but it became one of the situations Mm -hmm. where so many people got laid off. I was doing the job of like way more than mine. Like Mm -hmm. it was just it was not great. Yeah. And my best friend called me while I was at work one day and I was having a shit day. And I was just like, 
I need one more client and I can fucking quit my job. Cause at that point I had already gotten the other two from saying I needed three. I was like, I just need one more, one more yeah. client and I can quit my job. Like I'm so done with this place. And she was like, well, I have some really good news for you. I found you a client. And I was like, I will kiss the ground you walk on. What are you talking about? And she's like, it's me. And so my best friend, Veronica was actually the final client that I needed to be able to quit my job. And so it was super special for me because like, and of course at first I was like, no, you can't pay me. I'll just make you a free website. And she was like, no, like I really want to do this. So it was really, really special for me. And, um, so not only was it the, she was the client that allowed me to like quit my job, but I also just had so much fun building her site, but I will never forget after I got off the phone with her, we chatted, we kind of ironed out some details and all that. I called my husband and I was like shaking and I was like, well, I found another client. Um, and that technically makes the three. And he was like, why are you on the phone with me? You need to call your boss and quit right now. And I was like, are you sure? Like, should I get one more? And he was like, Brooke, you said three, this is three. If you don't do it, you're never going to do it. So I called my boss and basically I didn't quit on the spot. I definitely gave a notice, but it felt like I quit on the spot. Essentially. She was, she was blindsided for sure. I felt a little bad, but I was also like, gotta go. Like I'm taking the rest of myself. Um, and I, I gave more than two weeks notice though. So I was more than kind to them. Um, and then I would say the week of the last day, um, it was just so freeing. Like I was getting everything done. Um, in true me fashion on my actual last day, I had my exit interview at like 2 PM in the day. And, uh, the person who gave it to me was like, you can go. And I was like, no, it's fine. I'll stay and finish out the day. And like wanted to make sure I handed everything over perfectly. So there could be no complaints about how I left any of the multiple jobs I was doing at that point. But it was so nice because my last day was on a Thursday. So I was actually able to wake up on Friday and be like, I'm done. Yeah. Free. That's so cool. It was fun. (laughs) So after you left your job and now you have, this is like your company is going to be your Mm full-time gig. What does that look like for you? Like, how is that process of like, okay, I don't work. I don't have like a, you know, set Mm -hmm. life schedule anymore because working a corporate job, you're, you know, pretty much it's a a routine, right? Nine to six, eight to five, whatever it looks like for most people. So what is it like to wake up and say, okay, Brooke, boss, like what do I, what's my day? It's so nice. But it's also can be easily like, you could easily slack. Like you're, there's no one holding you accountable. There's no one that you have, there's no one checking in on you, making sure you're making a deadline. Like everything is up to you, which I have really enjoyed, but I won't say it's gone. I've definitely learned a lot in the past year over like my own management style over myself. Like I tried the time blocking, learned that like on the calendar learned that's not my favorite thing. I actually really like using a time cube to kind of like pace my day. And like, there's different. So like I've had to learn about like what the best style for me is in regards to a routine every day because for me the yeah. reason I wanted to work for myself is because I've always craved freedom all of the freedoms financial freedom mm-hmm. time freedom location freedom like I want freedom in my life and I want to be able to do what I want to do and see yeah. who I want to see and all of that so for me like I want to have a routine and I do have like a morning routine that I of course like to follow and I have structures in my day because I think it's a balance. Like I do think you need to have some structure within your day when working for yourself to be able to like be truly productive and efficient. But at the same time, the whole point of working for yourself is to, you know, wake up in the middle of the day or wake up on a Wednesday and go, you know what? I want a massage and go have that spa day if you want to. So what I figured out is like, I have a general routine for myself in regards to like, I have my morning routine that I'll do every morning for like my own like mindset and personal development work. And then like, I'll have certain days Mm -hmm. of the week that I typically take calls. And the reason that I do that, like Tuesdays are typically call heavy days for me. 
And the reason that I'll make those specific days is because it allows that flexibility and freedom on all the other days. So although there's work that I Mm. absolutely need to get done, like I need to get the website designing done and all that kind of stuff. I, since there's calls pretty much only going on on one day, I can let those other days, like if I want to do web design work from like 9am to 11am, or if I want to do it from 10pm to midnight, it doesn't really make a difference to anyone but myself. So get it, it's a way to right. like have a routine in my week without overly structuring it because the whole point of this is freedom to me. Right, right. That's so cool. But I will say anyone going into this, like you have to be good at staying on top of yourself because no one's checking in on you. Yeah, I feel like that's like the whole, you know, working from home thing. I, I've done it a few times and I Mm -hmm. struggled because of that exact thing of like, okay, nobody is here to tell me like, you can't wake up at 11. And then, you know, you're probably going to be working super Mm -hmm. late because you didn't have those two hours of productivity that you would Mm -hmm. usually have if you were at your desk at eight o'clock, you know, that is a, a very like, I think it's something we most people yeah. don't think about when you're like, okay, I'm going to be my own boss, but it's it's definitely not going to look the same as when, you know, there was someone else in charge. Of yeah, which schedule. could be like to your favor or to your detriment. Because I will say too, like, something right. like the nine to five structure is not for everyone. And I'm not shitting on nine to fives, like just because I did not enjoy it. Like I know some people who love their nine to five. They love the simplicity of like, mm-hmm. and I'm not even going to say simplicity. Like they work hard at their jobs for like going to work and then we have a clock out. But yeah, yeah. Consistency. But the nine to five structure isn't for everyone. And I don't just mean in the fact of wanting to work for yourself, but I also mean like the literal hours of nine to five, <laughs> like the <laughs> <Yeah>. literal hours. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. If you're someone yeah. who tends to be like a night owl or you're most productive between like 3 PM and 10 PM, like the beauty of working for yourself is like you can make that work day whatever you want it to be. Like if I wanted to wake up and work from right. 5 a.m. to noon, how long is that? 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11. That's a seven-hour work day. And you're done by noon. Yeah. Like, and you're I don't done do that, by noon. But, but I could. <laughs> <laughs> Props to anyone right. who can do that because I certainly could not. I mean, I love an early morning, <laughs> but I can't hop straight into work like that. No, no. I need some, you know, some, some ease in time. What is your That's favorite morning sure. routine? Oh, my gosh. I... So I have tried to start taking like Saturday mornings and Sunday mornings for myself because typically I, I don't do much social okay. during the week and then like the weekends are when I stack my okay. schedule. But lately I have just been really enjoying a nice quiet morning like I will refill my humidifier. It sounds so like lame, but (laughs) I refill my humidifier, like put the essential oils in there. And then I've been reading a lot and I just love to like sit in my bed, open the curtains if I can, and just like enjoy a nice quiet morning. Mm -hmm. You know me, probably going to have to make some coffee and, you know, and we're going to, we're just going to ease into the morning with some, with a book and some coffee and just like soak in the day. If I could do that every day, I would probably be a different person. (laughs) But it's nice when I can do it the two days of the weekend that I can, you know. Um, So that's probably like lately, probably in the last like month and a half or so as I've tried to like tame my schedule a little bit. That's my favorite way to start. I love that. What about you? How do you, what's your morning routine? You said you have have a morning routine I love. I will put the disclaimer out that I'm normally a morning person. Like I love to wake up early in the morning. My favorite, like I'm a good, I'm a good 6am person. 
I can do, I can totally do the okay. five. I can yeah. be a part of the 5am club and be happy with it, but I have no need to. And I kind of just realized that like, I right. feel like sometimes it's so easy get, to get caught up in the millionaires wake up at 5am. You have to wake up at 5am to be successful. Like all of the, all of the propaganda of it out there, like, yeah. and it's yeah. easy to get caught up in that. But I kind of realized one day I was like, I don't need to wake up at 5am. I also don't need to wake up at six, but I was yeah. like, there's truly no need for me to wake up that early in the morning. Like I can still wake up at six, have a solid hour of silent time in my own home because my husband does not wake up until at least seven typically. And like be good for the rest of the day mm-hmm. and like start yeah. work at a normal, reasonable time, still having like an, some time to hang out with him in the morning. So all of that to say, I normally wake up at six ever since moving to Dallas. My sleep schedule is a muck and I'm up at like seven thirty. <laughs> And I'm not very happy with myself over it, okay. but that's where the schedule is right now, just in transparency. But basically for me, the non-negotiables yeah. when I wake up are meditation and journaling. And journaling for me sometimes will be a long journal prompt that I'm writing on for three pages, like morning pages style. Sometimes I'm feeling wow. lazier and I just want to write down three things I'm grateful for that day. Like I, okay. I'm not super yeah. strict for myself with what I write or how long I write or what the prompt is. I just want to sit down and like get my thoughts out in some way, shape or form or just write that I'm grateful and then meditating yeah. can be as quick as five minutes, could be as long as 30 minutes. Um, it just depends on the day. And like, I just honor where I feel and how I feel and where I'm at. I yeah. also have two cats that love yeah. to interrupt my meditation. So sometimes they'll like snap <laughs> me out of it and I can't get back into it. So those are my two non-negotiables. And then typically after that, I will do coffee with my husband, me, him, and then our two cats will go sit on the patio and drink coffee for like an hour. And it's my favorite part of the day. I love that. If I can get reading time in, I will. If I need to save reading time for the evening, I'll do that. But my non-negotiables are meditation, journaling, and coffee. <laughs> Love that. It's a solid – that is a solid so morning good. routine. It's so good. Yeah. I need to work on my work week morning routine. That's like I've been slacking on like the normal things that I should do in the mornings. And then there are days where I'm like, wow, I have time to unload the dishwasher. And I feel yeah. great about that, you know? But it really does change the way that your day goes if you have that time in the morning for I feel yourself. like the way you set your day up or like the t- – it sets the tone of your day for sure. And it's just the like – The Because the energy yeah. – like you're giving yourself – you're filling your cup before you're filling everyone else's because you're about to right. enter a day of right. constant notifications, whether it be emails from your boss or notifications through social media. And it's just yeah. nice to like have a moment right. of silence. And like even if it's five minutes. Yeah, that is – that's so true. Okay, that's on my – list my goal list um your journaling I obviously I follow you on Instagram that's how like we're most connected um and I see you post about journaling a lot where are your prompts coming from are you generating them yourself do you have some that you are like that you pull from like Um, what's tell me so that I I know and then I can impart them to all of the above honestly I will some a lot of times I'll just write what I'm feeling and then I'll realize there's a prompt in there if that makes sense like it'll kind of start and then I'm like oh this is what I want to write on and then it kind of turns into like that prompted right sometimes I have a prompt that I know for a fact I'm going in with sometimes if I feel like I can't think of a prompt but I know I really want to dig deeper I will literally go on Pinterest and write journal prompts for abundance like it's really that um, a, okay. a lot of them I make yeah. up on my own though. Um, and then some of them I've gotten from, I do EFT. Um, I haven't had a session in a while now, but, or a couple months, but, um, my practitioner, her name is Valerie at Valerie Green Coaching. She's amazing. And EFT is, stands for emotional freedom tapping. 
and our emotional freedom technique. And it's basically tapping on the different meridians of your body. And it's all about, you know, healing, limiting beliefs. It's a really good healing modality. To me, it's kind of like therapy without being the traditional therapy. Um, That's basically what I use it for. Uh I love it and I highly recommend it. A lot of times at the end of our sessions, she'll send me an email after with a list of affirmations for me to put in my think up app. And then a lot of times she'll also give me journaling prompts. So sometimes I'll get them from her. Cool. Okay. That's mm-hmm. good to know. You said think up app. Yes. What okay. Everyone needs this. It's literally the best. It's an app that you just record yourself saying affirmations and then you can play them while you're sleeping and you can oh. play them for an hour. You can play them all night long. It's totally up to you. But basically our brains. So like, okay, we're living right now. You and I are in our conscious brainwave states, which is our beta brainwave yes. state. That's what you live most of your waking hours in. When you know that, like that feeling when you're about to go to sleep, and you like you can feel yourself going to sleep, but you're still kind of awake. Or like the times that you like kind of jump out of sleep, you know what I'm talking about? Well, that's the state when you're in your theta brainwave state. And then delta brainwave is when you're like fully asleep. And there's even deeper than that. But like those are like the three brainwaves um, that are relevant to this conversation. Your subconscious mind is most malleable when you're in your theta to delta brainwave states. So it's often said that it's really like useful to listen to affirmations as you're going to sleep because as you're entering into that theta brainwave state, your subconscious is more malleable and more apt to believe the things you're telling it. So by recording these affirmations Hmm. into this app, your your brain, your subconscious is hearing you in your own voice say these affirmations. And if you listen to them all night long or even just for an hour, you're hearing these affirmations way more than you would ever tell yourself these things in like your conscious waking hours. Right. So it could be, wow. I am abundant. It can be really specific and targeted. You could literally put like, I am so grateful for my 1,000 followers. Like whatever you want it to be. It can be anything you want. Or it could just be like, I'm so grateful for my health. Like it can be all of it. Um, and you just listen to it over and over and over again as you sleep. And in the morning, it'll tell you how many times the affirmation played. And it'll be like, this played your affirmation oh, wow. 2,500 times. Yeah. That's cool. Highly recommend. Okay. Mm-hmm. Think up that. Okay, definitely going to look into that. That sounds really awesome. I think that it's important what how mm-hmm. you speak to yourself. I think speaking of something we were talking about before we started recording, being in yes. your 20s and like the way that you talk to yourself or the way that you think about yourself are like being built during that time of your oh, life, yeah. I feel like. And like I was saying, I started to figure out who I was and it's because I really started to shift my mindset on who I am mm-hmm. as a person versus who I think everyone else sees me right. as. If that makes, that's a very like twisty way to say that. But I think like those things that you speak into yourself really do make mm-hmm. a difference in how you view yourself and it sets you up so much better when you can say wow I really you know what I really think I look great today in it even if it's that simple or you know I'm really crushing it at this podcast thing and like that's really yeah you know whatever it is one of our friends our internet friends um and have you gotten to meet her in person Kelly I love her yeah yes you met in person I love her so much I'm waiting for the day that I actually get to have coffee with her in person but I think yesterday she posted like what's one thing that you're excited about from today? And I was like, you know, it's very rare that I think about my day in terms of like the positive things that I'm excited yeah. about. And I was like, that's, that's no, not great. Like, that's not great. But we can apply the same thing yeah, to ourselves. Yeah, and like negativity is louder than positivity. I say that all the time. Like 
think, I mean, think about it even as simplistic as this. Like if you go on Yelp to look at a restaurant that you want to, that you want to check out, you're right. going to see a lot of times negative reviews over the positive ones. And I'm not saying there's going to be more negative than positive per se, but like sure. normally I find people with, That's what's people with stand positive out. reviews will leave stars. This is what I've noticed. People with uh-huh. positive reviews won't necessarily comment. They'll just like give it five stars. People with negative reviews will make sure yeah. they write the three page novel about how their they mac and cheese is cold. Like whatever it might be. So I just feel like not, negativity is louder than positivity. And a lot of times we don't take the time to like sit back and find the positives in our day. At the end of um, the day, one of my favorite yeah. things, Alec and I will both just ask each other what our favorite part of the day was. Or like what, what, are, what were you grateful for I today? I love that. And sometimes it's as silly as like that I'm literally sitting here right now doing nothing. But like if that's what you're grateful yeah. for, then cool. <laughs> I love that. I think that is fantastic. And I definitely need to like incorporate that into my thinking mm-hmm whether that's through saying it into an app and listening to it while I sleep or just putting it in a journal or just saying it out loud while I'm cooking my dinner. Absolutely. And what's crazy about it is like, once you start, I am not for toxic positivity at all. Like that is not my vibe and I'm not, not a cheerleader for it. However, once you start like noticing the things you're grateful for and like purposely like putting intention behind like thinking about gratitude and like, being like, oh, like my food was extra good tonight, or like my coffee, like I loved that new yeah. coffee cream, or like whatever it might be, you'll start to notice more positivity in your life. Like it's literally, it's science, yeah. it's actually science. Like everyone has a reticular activating system that whatever you focus on, you will find more of. So if you want to put that on negativity, yeah. then you do you, but you're going to find more negativity. <laughs> and if you shift it to positivity, right. you're just going to have a better day. It's not going to fix all of your problems, but it's yeah. definitely going to change your life over time. Now I'm like, okay, I really need to like up my journaling game because I used to journal a lot and now I barely do. I I find myself journaling when I've had like a particularly mm-hmm. bad day and I'm like, maybe I need to celebrate the yeah. good days and journal in those days too. So I love that. I'm definitely putting that down. One on thing my- I'll recommend um, is keep a separate journal. For the positive and the negative. And that's not to say it has to be perfect. Like sometimes if you're just in, if you're in your, and let's not even call it a negative. Let's call it a healing journal. Yeah. Like you're writing down how you feel about something. Um, have one that you just put gratitude things in or like, I had a really good day today and I want to write it down because I don't know, it, it might be like a tiny little shift, but you'll notice there's going to be a different energy when you pick up that notebook because everything mm, in yeah. it's positive. And like, you can have the affirmation on the front of the notebook that like, everything in this notebook that I write will come true one day, like, or whatever it might be. And you kind of just like go into it with that intention. So it's kind of nice to separate them. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I really love that. Now I'm thinking about my journals. It's it's not bad to mix them either, but (laughs) no, that's good. That's good. So this makes me think, um, you always introduce yourself as a mindful branding and web designer. Yes. (laughs) Yes. But mindful, mindful. Mm -hmm. And then the rest. Where does that come from for you? And then kind of like take us on that journey of how you decided that that was going to be your thing and why your company is named. Yeah. What it okay. Is. So I just made a post about this today, actually. So it's kind of funny and like very timely. Yes. Um, it's on my, oh, to read it. Um, so the reason I included mindful is because as anyone could probably tell just from the conversation already, I really love mindset work and like meditation and journaling. And I, I just really love personal development, manifesting, just all of it. I'm obsessed with it. And mm. I would say that obsession started in 2020. I had, of course, heard of that the kind of stuff before, and I had journaled before then, but not in sure. the same way and not with the same level of obsession. I will call it that. 
And the reason I include it in my title, I guess, um, is because I like to bring it into my design work. And that doesn't mean that I only design like boho things. Like we're, it's not stereotypical, but I just think that for me, design is, it's like branding is not just a logo. Your website is not just a pretty place to mm-hmm. send people. Of course, you need all of those things within your branding and your web design. Like you want it to look pretty. You want to have an amazing logo. But it's so much deeper than that. People buy from people. And I, the way I like to design is by first really getting to know the person that I'm designing for. And, of course, that sounds obvious. And yeah. a lot of people and a lot of designers will go in automatically with, like, the typical marketing questions. What's your demographic? Where do they shop? How old are they? Yada, yada. And those are all really important. And I ask those questions too. I I do ask like, what's your ideal client look like? I I ask the marketing based questions as well. But I also ask like, tell me your story. Like, what's your life story? I want to know what is your background? Do you have cats? What's your favorite wine? Like, I want to know the person inside and out. I want to know why you started your business. I want to know where your hopes and visions are for five years from now. Like, tell me about the coffee shop that you want to open one day. It might not be the business we're working on right now, but tell me about it. Like, I want to know. And it's because I believe that, like, humans buy from humans. People buy from people, however you want to say it. And by me getting to know the person that I'm working with, like, really, really getting to know them, I can infuse that into their designs. And not only does it become a more authentic design to them, it becomes more timeless because if someone really falls in love with what I designed for them, which is the goal every time, obviously it's going to be timeless for them because they're obsessed with it and they're not going to get shiny object syndrome and want to change it six months from now. Because I find time and time again, the people who want to change their branding, change their website every six months. And I'm not just talking about updating your photos. I'm talking about like overhauls. A lot of times it's because they're not in love with it to begin with. And they're just going after the trends yeah. and that is, you're going to waste so much money doing that. So I add the mindful piece in because I'm obsessed with personal development and I bring it into my design by way of getting to know the people I work with. And sometimes the questions that I have in my questionnaires are very journaling prompt-esque. Like one of the questions I ask in my questionnaire is, how do you want to be seen, heard, and trusted as a leader in your industry? Um, So like just like deeper questions that kind of bring the mindful piece into it. Um, I'm not a life coach by any means and I don't call myself that, but I love having those types of conversations too while I'm designing for people. So that is where mindful came from to give you the very long answer. Amazing. Um, <laughs> no, I love it. The, it's a great answer. My business name, Reverie Inspired Co. Um, so this, I knew I didn't want my business to just be my name. Although my Instagram is, I am Brooke C. Smith. I want to be known for me as my name. Um, but I didn't want my business mm-hmm. to be Brooke, if that makes sense, because I just knew I yeah. wanted it to have its own entity. I have a lot of dreams for my future and my big vision is one day Reverie Inspired is going to be like an umbrella company for multiple entities. So Reverie Inspired yeah. Designs or Reverie Inspired Co. Designs is the current business, even though Designs is not technically a part of my name right now. Um, I will have a makeup line one day, mark my words. So Reverie Inspired Cuts. But yes. like I've got it all mapped out in my brain. Yeah. Um, but Reverie means to daydream. It's a state of daydreaming. And I mm. live my life I would say in a daydream, I'm constantly living with my head in the clouds and I have no plans of coming back down. Yeah, I love that. Okay. There's so many ways (laughs) to go from here, but I want to know the client who has like, you said, obviously your friend was like the client that got you out of your corporate job, like Mm -hmm. officially, but what's the client that probably like you feel like has made the biggest impact on you either before you like were your official business or after like impact 
like that you feel like you've helped the most, however you want to take that. But like, I want to know about like, and you don't have to name their name or tell their story fully, but I would love to hear like, what's the client that like lights you up and like makes you so excited to think. Okay. This is a hard question. That keeps you going. Okay, So I'll answer this in like three parts, two of them being very quick. Veronica is definitely the client slash friend that allowed me to quit my job. As I said earlier, Kate, the coconut Kate is the first like client that ever signed with me when I was full time in my business. Like I had again, like the on the side things leading up to then, but, um, Kate was the first client that signed with me when I was full time. Alicia was the first client that signed with me when I was like considering going for full time. I, she was one of the clients that I feel like gave me yeah. the sign of I should try Cause like that I did Alicia in December of 2020 and then went full, like not when not went full time, sorry, went hardcore in trying to go full time in business in January. So like, yeah, those are all, all of my clients have been so special to me. Those are the, like, I would say yeah. some of the, pinpoint ones that I'm like, Oh the miles. Yeah. Like Alicia. And then she referred me to her friend, Amy. Like those gave me the sign of like, Oh, maybe I should really do this. Cause at that time I was still like, do I go for makeup? Yeah. Do I go for design? What do I do? And like, I kind of, that they were my sign. Yeah. And then Kate was the first client, um, to start that three essentially, or a little bit before then. And then Veronica and then clients that keep me going. I don't have a favorite client by any means. I've loved everyone I've worked with for different reasons, but for me, I'm just inspired by anyone who's passionate. Like really passionate about yeah. what they ring because that's why I love doing this so much. Like I love for me as much as I love designing. Like I love the physical, tangible aspect of designing designs for you. I love to play an Adobe Illustrator right. show. It's so much fun. Like I like to see the designs that I've made out in the wild. I think it's the coolest thing. But what I really love about what I do is getting to connect with other entrepreneurs and people who are passionate about what they're building. And that is definitely what keeps me going. Like. When I design for someone, I want them to show up just as excited as I am in regards to like, it's not a drop your kid off at daycare type of situation. Like we're going to collaborate on this. Like I want your feedback. Yeah. I want to know what your yeah. vision is. I don't want to just like design something and say, hope you like it. Like I want to, I want it to be a, an experience yeah. with both of us. So the clients that light me up are the ones who are just as passionate about the project. And that doesn't mean you have to be passionate about like a website itself per se, but like just the business, <laughs> you right. know? Yeah. That's so cool. I love that. Okay. So you talk about passion a lot. And one of the things that I think I've learned from you specifically is what it means to be multi-passionate. Because I feel like I've always been the person who's like, oh, I love, you know, I love movies and TV. And then I love podcasts and I want to do both. And then also I really love writing and I really would like my dream is to have this and to do this and they're all such different things and people kind of look at you like pick one (laughs) pick one so like tell me how that journey of like accepting the fact that you're you have these multiple things that you love and that you're truly passionate about and like not just being like, I have to pick one and stick with it forever. And I'm stuck in this like one thing, like what's that like? And how would you encourage other people as they're figuring that out? for And in complete transparency, I'm still figuring it out. Like I wholeheartedly believe that like, you don't have to pick one thing for your entire life. Like we're on this earth, like God willing for at least, at least 80 years. Right. Like I, the idea that we would do, and I know for part of that, you're a child and whatever, but like, you're working for 
many years in that. Um, and also a 40 hour work week, not to say that everyone does a 40 hour, but like averaged out a 40 hour work week is a lot of your fucking life. Because think about it. If you're working 40 hours of your week, you're hopefully sleeping eight hours a night. That does not leave that much extra time. And like, sure, you get your two weeks of vacation per year in a traditional corporate job. Like you've got to enjoy what you're doing. And to me, the idea of doing the same thing every single day and living my life on autopilot just sounds like my death. Like it sounds miserable. So I realized (laughs) from a young age that I was always really passionate. And I think it started when I, when I started college, my first major was actually psychology. Hence I love mindset. So Mm. it, it makes sense. Um, I ended up changing my major to public relations because I was like, I don't want to go to grad school. I, it was while I was in college that I was like, okay, I'm really interested in psychology. Like I, I love the mind. I love to learn about it. I don't want to help people. But then I was like, public relations also seems really cool. Then found out that I really enjoyed design this whole time. I loved makeup and I was working at makeup jobs outside of college. That was like the college job. And I was like, how could I ever form the perfect job that allows me to do a little bit of everything at once. And I kind of hit a moment where I was like, well, they don't all have to be intertwined. They can be intertwined. And I would say, if you can find a way for them to be, then do so. I I felt myself putting myself in a box when it came to picking what I wanted to do, especially in college. Cause I was like, well, can't do mindset stuff because I don't want to go to grad school. So I can't be a psychologist On to the next. And then I picked PR and then was like, well, by the time I realized I like graphic design, I was like, I don't want to start over. So I guess I'm just going to self-teach myself, but I'm not going to be a graphic designer because my degree's in PR. Like I felt myself putting myself in a box based off of the majors. Right. And then kind of yeah. over time, just realized I didn't have to choose. Like, I think sometimes it sounds easier to choose or people tell you to choose because I think, I think everyone can be multi-passionate, but not everyone feels it in the same way to where they feel like they have to go all, after all of their passions. If that makes sense. And that is okay. Yeah. Also, I feel like I'm being very rudy right now. I'm so no, sorry. It's good. <laughs> and not everyone feels like they have to go after all their passions, which is totally okay. And sometimes I honestly envy that because it sounds so much easier in a way, <laughs> yeah. even though I'm not saying it's easy. But yeah. I just realized that I couldn't pick. Like I kept trying to pick and I would go to other people and be like, Well, what do you see me doing? The amount of times I asked my mom, my husband, mm. what do you see me doing? What do you think I should do? I would ask them all the time and like, they would always come back with me at me with like, I think you'd be really good at this, but like you have to decide. And so I was like, okay, I'm just going to go after all of them. And I think social media is amazing because it makes things a little easier to go after all the things because you can have multiple Mm -hmm. profiles or you can show up. I I don't recommend multiple profiles personally. I just say show up as yourself completely in one place. Yeah. I wouldn't recommend it, but like, I think social media just, makes it a little easier to go after being multi-passionate because you can show up in multiple places in one place. It doesn't matter um, with all of your passions and you're going to find a community of people who are interested in them. Also, I realized that multi-passionate is even its own niche (laughs) in a way because so many people have not have like, I've connected with a lot of people over this multi-passionate topic um, because they've felt like, yeah. oh, I, I feel all these same ways, but I've never known how to put it into words. Like I've gotten that feedback a lot, which actually, which yeah. makes me so happy because I'm like more people out there are multi-passionate, like than I think other people think, I just think around you immediately. A lot of times you see people have one career and stick with it. So you don't give yourself the permission to yeah. go after all the things you want to do. When in reality, like you can do whatever you want. Also, sometimes you do have passions that can be intertwined. Like one of my previous most recent previous clients. Um, she's a hair and makeup artist, but she also really loves photography. So we just like completely rebranded for mm. her and redid her website. And she now has a service where it's a full shoot, like 
full, like full service shoot where she styles the shoot, like collaborates with you ahead of time to style the shoot, finds the location, gets the theme, like all of it together. And then on the day of makeup is taken care of, hair is taken care of, photography is taken care of. And it's like one of the, it's like a turnkey show up and you have your shoot moment. And I'm like, wow. see, like all of all your pack, all of her passions are packaged into one beautiful little bow. And yeah. like, of course it worked easily since it's all creative, but at the same time, like that was, that's just yeah. that example. And I think there's ways to like package all the passions in any place. Yeah. I agree. I I was actually having a conversation with a friend this week because obviously I do my podcast, but I also work, I'm an yeah. office manager. That's my job, you know, but I love all things creative. I went to film school like that is, you know, ultimately mm-hmm. the dream, right? Is that's what I would be doing. Um, but finding a way to like put all of those skill sets into one thing it's like okay there's ways to do that right like there's ways there's so many ways there's so many so connected to me it's not even funny like that just makes it like podcasting and no and like all of that makes sense to me oh uh, yeah and you have to have some sort of administration like experience to do any of those things you're setting yourself up for so much success you know it would be a really cool podcast episode especially if you went to film school and you want to would you want to direct is that what you would want to do I'm producer. producer. Okay. Um, so yeah. I don't know if this would could still potentially be relevant. I saw someone do this on Clubhouse, and I was like, "Wait, that's freaking cool!" And okay. it was you I could do a that. podcast episode if you found a group of people that want to be actors or like to improv act. This person they did a Clubhouse room. I wish I could give whoever it was credit. I have no idea, but basically they had a Clubhouse room, and basic they had a topic where it was like the, the, the name of the movie essentially was like midnight in Paris. I'm just using that as a random example. And everyone who, everyone who was in the clubhouse were, they were improv actors and basically they would go off of each other's energy and lines and they would come up with this whole storyline. So of course they had the basic one done from the beginning and the director and the producer kind of read out like it's midnight in Paris. He and she fall in love. Like they gave the bones, but then everyone just improv acted for the entire thing. And it was like, the the clubhouse was titled watch us make a movie and it was an audio based movie since it was clubhouse there was no visuals but i was like that is the greatest thing ever and anyone listening was just listening to the story unfold as it was happening and improv actors were so good like they were able to just like go there was no like thinking time where i could never like i would be like oh uh-uh but it uh -uh. was no but that's so cool like try it out one day that would be amazing. Yeah, I move. love that idea. And in fact, Blending that group of friends that I was talking mm-hmm. to, yeah, it would make it all. That's that's. I'm blown away by that. That's so cool. That's like whose line is yeah. it anyway? That show yep, yep, back yep. in the day, but better. But for today, <laughs> you know, but better exactly. <laughs> but better. That's so cool. Wow, I love that. Look at us coming up with ideas. Just don't um, forget me when you're on that's, the red carpet. <laughs> listen. Listen, (laughs) you'll be right there too. So obviously I know that you run your business, your branding, your web stuff. Um, How do you incorporate makeup, that side of your passion into, you know, whether it's like your social media content or do you still do makeup for things? Like where does that part of your passion come in? So when I kind of like I had said a little earlier in the story, when I first moved to New York, I moved for makeup. I was like, I'm going to be a makeup artist in New York city. I want to be a celebrity makeup artist. I want to do movie makeup on sets, like whatever. 
Um, I moved there and I did do makeup on sets for a little while. Not any big movie sets or anything like that, but like just like some private sets sure. for um, people. I am a published makeup artist. It was a lot of fun. I'm not going to lie. I had a lovely time. Yeah. But my then I realized that like I knew I wasn't going to live in New York City forever. And that's not to say that my husband and I aren't going to be back in New York City one day. I think we very much could be. We miss it so much. I mean, we've only been in Dallas for a month and a half and we do like it so far. But <laughs> I just, yeah, just different. I just had just a moment different. where I was like, I don't know if I'm going to live in New York City forever. And I don't know if I'm going to live in LA forever. And like the type of movie, the type of right. makeup that I really enjoy doing is not just a basic smoky eye. Don't get me wrong. I don't knock them. I love them. But <laughs> sure. my favorite makeup is like Halloween is my favorite holiday of the year. Like I like to do more eccentric okay. looks. I okay. love to do editorial makeup looks. And I realized that since I, if I wasn't going to live in like a New York City or in LA, then I really wasn't going to have the jobs that I would want. Because if I got stuck doing sure. bridal makeup every day or every weekend, it would just be the death of me personally. I have done bridal makeup. Sure. There is nothing more special than being part of a bride special day and it's beautiful. And it, but it, it's just not creative enough for me. For I was just like, as much as I love makeup, I think for me, like in regards to being a makeup artist who practices on other people, I realized that that's not necessarily what I want to do. I mean, I still love to do anyone's makeup. So if like we're hanging out and you want me to do your makeup, I'm there. Sounds fun. I'm going to do it. Love that. I'm not <laughs> I good got at makeup. You. So but that. that was kind of like, sign number a from the universe of like you might this is this isn't how you want to do makeup as a career um so then I kind of got into the content creation a bit and I was like I'm gonna be a makeup content creator okay and I realized I don't love doing tutorials I will do a tutorial if you ask me I know I'm saying (laughs) all the ways that I didn't love makeup as a career even though I love makeup but (laughs) this is how I this is also how I like learned over time like what exactly I wanted which I think you have everyone should go through like just because you think a career is going to be for you and you don't love it in one way. That doesn't mean you don't can't love it in another way. And that's kind of what I've learned. So yeah. I learned I don't love doing makeup tutorials. I will do them. Like if someone comments on a post and was like, oh my God, give me the details. I will happily respond with the tutorial. Yeah. But the idea of showing up every day and having a page sure. where someone comes to to learn how to do. A new tutorial. It, I was just like, this is also not for me. I like to just do makeup. I yeah. like to create. So what yeah. it looks like for me right now is I like to talk about being multi-passionate. I like to talk about entrepreneurship. I like to talk about mindset. And a lot of times I'll do it while doing a get ready with me. And okay. I love watching. It's so fun. Like for me, I'll do it while doing a get ready with me. Sometimes I'll throw a product review in there. I have an obscene makeup collection and sometimes I'll do the more crazy out there looks like again, Halloween, best time of year. You're going to see some fun looks coming from me. Um, I'll just talk about entrepreneurship or motivational things while doing a crazy makeup look. And someone might scroll across it and go, what the heck is this? someone they might like it you don't know and like I do it when I can not every video I make has makeup in it I love when I can but um like the creative makeup looks especially sometimes will take like six or seven hours like they're kind of intense they're intense oh my god so I don't do them every day um I simply don't have the time but Uh, that's I don't know how your skin looks like that she's working out right now (laughs) um (laughs) that is how I'm incorporating makeup into my career path right now and the goal for it um is to grow my platform in any way shape or form even though I'm I'm talking about all the things I like I'm talking about makeup entrepreneurship mindset all of it yeah while doing makeup and my goal for one day is I want to have my own makeup line that's so cool I have it like I can see the launch party I have I have it all planned out I I won't give all the details on air but I'll tell you them later if you want I have it all planned out 
That one's a little farther down the road because it's going to be a chunk of an investment. And how do you start to make those those things? (laughs) But I don't, I don't, I wish I could tell you, I don't know, but those, those big dreams are what keeps all the Mm -hmm. little ones working, right? So that's, that's so cool. I'm very excited to see what you do and how you come up with all the things. Um, How do people follow your content creation situation? So I'm on Instagram, TikTok, Pinterest, the usuals at I am Brooksy Smith. And my website is reverieinspiredco.com. If anyone is interested in branding and web design services, that's what I have on there. But all of my socials are I am Brooksy Smith. That's easy. See, I want people to know my name, you know? (laughs) Yeah, you got to know your name. I changed my Instagram when I started my podcast. I Mm -hmm. had two. I had my podcast one, and then I had me. And then I decided, this is too much work. They should be the same. (laughs) Yep. So we're Enjoy the Sass. That's literally. And it makes it easy. I did it too. Yeah, makes it easy. Well, on TikTok, I'm just my name, actually. I don't know why. Maybe you should change it. I should change that. Make a match. Maybe I should change it match. I like the consistency. So there's another thing that we share in common. We're both podcasters. Yes. You oh, have yes, a podcast. I do. It's coming back. <laughs> <laughs> you have a podcast. It's coming back. Hey, we all, we all take breaks. Listen, you have to give yourself grace. Podcasting is a lot of fun. I love it a lot. If I could do it all day, every day, I would. However, I have to have a job, mm-hmm. unfortunately, and it is a lot of work, but you got to give yourself grace. So tell us about yeah, your so podcast. My podcast I do with my lovely co-host Morgan Markowski. Um, our podcast is called the unfiltered CEOs and it is literally just that we are, she's also a branding and web designer. So we literally just chat with a drink in hand talking about entrepreneurship. Um, it's not always entrepreneurship focused. Like we'll talk about morning routines. We'll talk about all the things. The idea of it is we just want to have a girls chat try a new beverage every week and sometimes alcoholic, sometimes non-alcoholic and just feel like you're having an unfiltered conversation with us. We're very chill. It's really fun. Yeah. I love that. I love that. How did you meet your co-host? Instagram. Yeah. Um, internet Internet friends. friends. It's so funny. I remember growing up, my mom told me not to talk to strangers online and now I'm best friends with a lot of them. I know, right? (laughs) Yes. I have so many friends who I've met only on the internet. Um, so we met on Instagram. Um, technically I did, I met her through like a mentorship that we were both in. Um, and, but that we found through Instagram. So yeah. And, but we have met in person twice now. We have. You have. Okay. So we're not catfishing each other. I love that. (laughs) Hey, there's always that chance. Really. There's always that chance. That's so cool. Um, what's your favorite thing about having the podcast? Cause I feel like that's like another line of like a creative outlet for all of the creative outlets that you have. Um, it's just fun. I like to talk. I'm very chatty as one can probably see. And it's just (laughs) like, you could probably relate to it having one. It's just fun. Like I like Having so conversations, fun. whether yeah. it's just me and Morgan, um, we're dabbling with the idea of potentially doing solo episodes every now and then too. Um, just like if we ever have a week where the other can't make it, like no big deal. Go ahead. Do what you yeah. want. So it's just fun to chat, whether it's with Morgan by yourself, having a guest on to bring like another perspective in. I think it's just important to like have the conversations and, you know. I love that. I love having a podcast. Yeah. Obviously, I've been doing this Which for- Which is incredible. This podcast is turning That's incredible. Four. 
What are you going to do for the birthday episode? I don't have all of the details, but this will be one episode or so away from the birthday episode, so we can talk about that. (laughs) Yeah, you're like in the same month. I think this episode will come out in birthday month, so that's exciting. I will reveal that we're doing a special edition merch drop that I'm very excited about. I'll show it to you later, Brooke. (laughs) Um, uh, And then, of course, we'll have a special birthday episode like we always do um and then i'm trying to plan a couple of other things so stay tuned for those because i'm not exactly sure what yet but it's coming up it's a from the day of recording today it's a month Uh, away so we've got we we're coming down to it um which is very exciting but plenty of time yeah four four years plenty of time a month away last year i think I dropped my birthday episode late. But and, isn't that the beauty yeah, of a podcast? So it's you can do whatever the heck you want. Yes. It's your podcast. Yeah. It's my rules. So, you know, mm-hmm. it works. But yeah, so exciting yeah. things coming um, for the podcast. When are you guys coming we back? We don't have an exact date. We are recording um, an episode on Tuesday. Um, so we're recording this one on Thursday. Okay. Morgan and I are recording an episode on Tuesday, um, which will probably be released not long after, but I don't have, we're still ironing out the exact details because we're kind of changing things up a little bit um, and structuring it in a different way than we had the first season, I guess, um, if you will. Yeah. I was going to say, this this is season two. two. This is season two, Electric Boogaloo. It's exciting. Um, (laughs) Woohoo. I love it. We'll keep you posted on a date, but... Yeah, definitely. So how do people follow the so podcast? So just follow our Instagrams for now. We do have an Unfiltered CEO's podcast, or the Unfiltered CEO's Instagram, sorry. Okay. Which you can follow us on there. We will start posting on there. Um, but most of our content will mm-hmm. we'll continue to post through our own Instagram. So I am Brooke C. Smith okay. for me. And then uh, Morgan Markowski, our Markowski.studio. I could send you all of this too, by the way. I'll yeah. put it in the show notes. But the podcast you can find on okay, all places awesome. you can find podcasts. Apple, Spotify, all Perfect. things. Yeah. Love that. I'm excited Thank for it you. to come back. Um, I have loved the ones that y'all have. I love just a candid and easy conversation. You. You'll so, have to be on ours. I'm excited for it. Oh, I would be honored. We'll get it set up. I would be honored. <laughs> yes, I love that. We'll talk. We'll talk about it. Brooke, we could literally talk for hours which we have been doing so far and I have loved every second of it, but we want to, you know, be conscious of everyone's time um, and not make everyone listen to our conversation for that long. So we'll wrap up here with a few questions, which I, I briefed Mm -hmm. you on beforehand and then we'll close out this episode. But the, before I ask you those questions, I want to give you the opportunity to share if you have anything else exciting coming up that you want to tell the listeners about or, you know, anything you want to promote specifically right now. No new launches or anything like that in my business. As of now, I tend to be someone who gets very inspired and then I act on it really quickly. So could change in a week. (laughs) I love that. But okay, well, so follow, follow me on Instagram. Instagram. But I mean, if anyone needs a website or branding, let me know. I have a website and a week service. She's a pro. It's really fun. I also do like longer custom packages, but website in a week is arguably my favorite service because it's just fun to see the transformation happen so quickly. So that's me. Wow. So you literally make a website from start to finish. Yes. In so a week. basically, you get to pick. I have um, 
custom templates that I've created and show it. You get to pick any of my templates. And I have templates that work for service providers, for influencers and bloggers. So you get to pick a template and then I use that as the bones of the template or the bones of your website. So you okay. hand over. So you're not starting from Not a blank canvas. Zero. So you hand over your copy to me beforehand, photos, and I give you like a guide for the copy and all that kind of stuff. But when I say like I use the bones of the design, I use the bones. Like typically if I showed you point A to point finished from what people have chosen from template to what they end up with, like they're completely different. So I make it, I really make sure yeah. it's custom to you, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's so cool. That's so cool. Okay. So follow Brooke on Instagram for all of her in the moment inspired things. And if you need a website or branding, it's all stunning Thank and you. beautiful. I am always blown away when you post. I'm You're like, oh my gosh, this is like, <laughs> wow. Um, so go follow her there for sure. So final questions. And I'll put everything that you discuss in the show notes because I always write them down because I'm like, I need to read all the things. So what are you reading, Brooke? I am reading Becoming Super Are you a book gal? Oh, yes. I'm a book gal. But okay. I tend to find that if I... I'm either a book person or a podcast person. I kind of go back and forth between two. I'm the same yeah, way. I become yeah. hooked for a bit. Um, so right now I am mostly on a podcast kick, but I am still reading a book right now specifically okay. because this book, I'm reading it so slowly. It's called Becoming Supernatural by Dr. Joe Dispenza. So good. The reason that I am allowing myself to stay on my podcast kick while I read this though is because when I tell you I'm reading it slowly, I am reading it slowly because I love all okay. of his books. Um, it is definitely a mindset personal development focus books like he will literally and and he talks about science in it like it's very scientific he'll talk about quantum physics all the things so like I'll reread the same sentence like four times to make sure I actually like <laughs> comprehend but it's so yeah. so cool it's all about healing your body and your mind through your thoughts and your wow. and like and it, a lot about meditation and like actually how to be present in the present moment if that makes sense hmm. wow yeah. So is this a book that you would say that you are annotating or like doing notes? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. This is actually the first book that I'm reading on Kindle. I am a physical book reader typically. Okay. I'm just not really like they just didn't have it at the Target near me when I tried to buy the physical book. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. I want to read it right now. I didn't even want to wait for Amazon to get there that day. So yeah. I just like bought it on Kindle because I keep toying with the idea of becoming a Kindle reader because it would just be a lot easier on storage, you know? So much easier. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so this is my first time like annotating in a book where I can't actually write notes, but like you can in Kindle, but then I forget that they're there because in a book I can see them. Yeah. So I don't love right. it, but I kind of want myself to love it. So I'm going to keep trying. Yeah. So you're trying, you're trying to train yourself. Mm -hmm. I'm not a huge Kindle person either. I never was. And then now like, I don't know. It's either like physical book or an audiobook for me. See, That's the two. I haven't given audiobooks a try, which is shocking because I like podcasts. Ugh. So I don't see why I haven't just done yeah. it yet. <laughs> yes. Yes. I feel like we had this conversation and I'm we like, I love an audiobook because I drive and I listen to them in the car mm -hmm. or I listen to them at the office. Like, I normally have like one but, AirPod in and I'm listening to a book while I'm doing whatever it is. Spreadsheets yep. or whatever I'm doing. Yeah. So. I love an audiobook, but I also love podcasts. So what podcasts are what's your what's your recommendations? Oh my gosh, there are so many. Um I love I listen to ninety nine percent like I would say like podcasts about personal development and like my, my yeah. there's a theme here. I yes. really love Manifestation Babes podcast. I really love Big Conversations by Haley Hoffman Smith. 
I really love one of my best friends has a podcast. It's so good. It's called It Gets Better by Lindsay Atkinson. Um, but if I'm going to listen to a fun podcast, that's just like pure entertainment. Also, I have to shout out Enjoy the Sass. Wow. Thank you so much. But if I'm going to listen to a fun podcast for pure entertainment purposes, call her daddy. I have yeah. to say. Okay. A few people have talked about this podcast and I just have not listened. So I need to add it to it's my like to my queue. Debaucherous in the best way. love that i love Love that in the best way so much yeah you need something for pure entertainment yeah so like good she um interviews like like everyone she interviewed one of the yeah okay i highly recommend are you a selling sunset person yes okay we talked yes we talked about this okay yes okay you have to listen there's a call her daddy podcast episode where she interviewed christine quinn oh my gosh that lady is insane i completely changed my perspective of her though I'm like, really? I, I feel bad for her now. I mean, she oh, is, no. she okay. owns it. Like it's, she's, she's, yeah. her personality is exactly what you would expect, but like they did yeah. her dirty. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. I have, I'm going <laughs> to go listen to that for sure because that is so intriguing to yeah. me. Okay. Yeah. Adding that to the list. 100%. What about music? Are you like big into music? I love music. Um, and I have the widest range of music I would say the only thing I don't listen to is country and like hardcore rap I don't you know what I mean like yeah yeah let me think of let me let me pull up my apple to see what I've actually been listening to lately okay you're so you're an apple music I I am an apple music I do have Spotify on my phone as well but I pay for apple music okay okay I feel like they're it's like one or the other but I also don't understand why I just like have apple I don't I'm not passionate about it yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just what I have. Again, I listen to a wide range of music, so I really yeah. love Miley Cyrus's new album. I guess it's really not new anymore. Okay. It's came out like a year okay. ago now. Although okay. she has a new one I again, actually, it's really good. Oh wow! She's finally leaning into her like rock era, I would say, and leaving the. So it feels more authentic. I really like it. Okay. I like Lane Eight. If I want like chill music to work to, L A N E Eight. I haven't. Mm-hmm. They're really good. It's just like good like chill music that's what I would say like if I want to work and not be too distracted by what I'm listening to putting that and then my favorite happy dance song like if I'm like in a shitty mood and I want to like get up and dance around my apartment and like sing into a wooden spoon to like up my mood dog days are over by Florence and the machine oh solid always solid it's old but I still love it (laughs) it's anytime that it comes on I'm like wow this is such a good song such a good song that's so good. I feel like that's like a very optimistic outlook song. You just so can't, that's like the perfect song to like just You can't not smile yeah. while you're singing it. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I don't know what that song would be for me right now, so now I'm gonna think, think about, about it. it. I feel like that's a good yeah. question too. Yeah, that is a good question. Like what's your go to happy song? Dance around the apartment, okay. sing into a wooden spoon. What is it? Now I'm going to figure mine out and I will have it by the time this episode comes out. <laughs> I love that so much. That made me really happy just oh, to like yay. think about <laughs> that. Um, now I'm definitely going to be thinking about that later and journaling and doing all the things. Um, Brooke, you're amazing. You are too. Thank you for having me. This has been so fun. We could really talk for hours. So fun. <laughs> really and truly. We really could. Um, and I'm really excited for your podcast Thank to you. come back um, and to hopefully be on it one day and for all the things and our coffee date because you're not that far away anymore. I'm very She's excited in Dallas, folks. That. 
If you live in Dallas, hit up Brooke. I have no friends and still. Go so. hang out with her. <laughs> <laughs> it's not I have some people. I'll connect you with some. We'll yeah, do. SOS. <laughs> Thank you so much for being on the podcast. Really and truly, it means a lot. I've had a blast. Yes, I have too. Thank you so much for having me. And we will do this again. Oh my gosh. Definitely we will. Thank you so much. All right. Bye, guys. Bye.